Kim and don't know shit. I might not know shit, but I know enough. I might not know shit, but I know enough. You might call me dumb, but I have a lot of fun. I might not know shit, but I know enough. Episode 40. Thanks for uh, being on this journey with me, guys. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it's uh, been a fun journey and good for me. And uh, yeah, from the feedback, it's uh, really cool to uh, hang out and uh, get the messages that you guys send and all that. And today, to celebrate, we get to hang out with my friend, Jan, Jan Christofferson, singer and guitar player extraordinaire of the Ray Gun Cowboys out in Edmonton. This is gonna be cool. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe, because we're gonna come get you. And uh, underneath the video, there's a PayPal link if you uh, want to support the channel in that way. Any tip, 25 cents, 50 cents, a dollar, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, come along for the ride. Let's do this. Hang on. Jan, my brother. How you doing, man? Been a long, long time, buddy. A real long time. It's crazy. I was just thinking, when was the last time we saw each other? And I think it was in Ontario somewhere at a show and we're all rowdy that night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember you know, where. Maybe London, Ontario, I think. It might have been London, that's call the office. That's right, yeah, yeah, because I had a flash that I remember being on stage singing a song with you and I can't remember which song it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither, yeah. That, that tour was a bit of a blur, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. How are you so holding up, man? I'm doing all right, man. You know, things, things, are, things are pretty good, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm in university right now. I'm finishing my uh, my teaching degree, so I'm. I've been oh, wicked! Doing, yeah, so you know, with 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 COVID, it was kind of like, what you know, what do you do, right? And I was like, well, you know what? I got a couple of years left on this, and it was looking like everything and everything's been closed down for a couple of years. So I'm just uh, finishing that up. Like this year will be my last year of classes, and then uh, and then I'll start kind of student teaching after that. And I just decided that you know, it was I may as well just do it now because there was no. There's nothing else going on. I mean, there's no music. There's nothing to do. It's quite the thing, right? I mean, in a weird kind of way, I think COVID and this whole pandemic thing kind of provided that moment for people, right? You know, to whatever project they've had in their minds for a while that they think, oh, you know, may as well do it now. And, you know, certain projects fit like that. That's amazing. Is it yeah. any kind of like uh, teaching? Is that in a broad spectrum or anything in particular? Um, well, I'm going to be, well, originally when I was deciding to teach, I was going to be a, a music teacher, right? Be, be mm -hmm. a band teacher. But kind of over the years, I've kind of, I've kind of changed that. And so right, right now, like I switched my, um, I switched my major to social studies and I'm doing a minor in indigenous education because I mean, I, I'm, I'm half native, right? I'm, I'm part three. And so I kind of wanted to, to do, to do something like that and like, you know, work. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super cool, man. Yeah. You just mentioned your your part three. I I I, I always knew you're part native, but I didn't know what part. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah did so did yeah, you grow just, up in Alberta? Um, I, I did. Yeah, I grew I grew up in Edmonton. Like I've been here basically my whole life. My my family is from um from from Saskatchewan around the, the Duck Lake uh, area. It's just north of uh, Saskatoon. From there, and then also from like the Red River area, which is which is Winnipeg, right? So uh, that that's kind of where where my family is from. Right. Is so, there a large Cree community there? There is, yeah. There, there's, there's large, you know, there, yeah. There, there's, there's a big Cree community all over, kind of northern Alberta, northern, northern Saskatchewan, and uh, and Manitoba, right? So, so it kind of goes goes across the board, you know, you know. And then south is more of a, a more Blackfoot territory, right? Okay, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. See, I'm learning stuff. I'm loving this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're already teaching. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Like you know, I think like after after the last record, I because uh, it, it had been you know album tour, album tour, like three records in a row, and I, I was pretty burnt out. So I was I was gonna I was kind of thinking about taking a year off anyway, right? And mm-hmm. going back to school and doing it because you know, I, I think I think with music you kind of need like I I I, I just couldn't I couldn't even think about, about writing a song after that, right? Like I, I just couldn't even think about it. And so but with COVID, it was it was like okay, well you know I, I could. I, I, I could, you know, take some time away and do something different and then come back to it. And that's kind of what I did earlier this year is like, I, I, I went back to, to back to university last year and did a year. And then I started writing again towards the end, end of the year. Right. It started coming back. But before that, I was just so burnt out on music that I, that I needed to take a break anyway. So, so this kind of allowed me to, to do that. You know, I'm not. I'm not really surprised. Today, I I, I re-listened to a couple of your albums. I had heard. I haven't heard all of them, but I've heard. I think four. Of them, all right, yeah. and, and uh, I, you know, I looked on whatever digital platform, and you had five albums there. And then I, I noticed that you know, in the last few albums, did one 2015, 2017, 2019, and yeah. and that's the magic two year thing when you're really rolling, right? Because. Yeah, yeah. It, you tour the album then you have to you know write a new album too so you need time for that there always seems to be that two two year thing when a band's really marching along you know yeah 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 for sure and and it was yeah and, and it was it was going good it, i think it, it was just you know i i think after the last record it was also you know there was a bunch of stuff in my personal life too that, that, that kind of that kind of went downhill right so the combination of like you know coming off the road and all, all the personal crap it was like, okay, I need to take a step back and, and do something different for a while. And it's been good. And so like now, you know, we're like, we're all of a sudden, you know, there's gigs again, man. Like I, I got an acoustic gig this Saturday and then we have got these, uh, these stomp shows coming up. So it's, it's like, man, like, I, I'm, you know, thank God. But it's like, I'm also a little bit like, I'm, I'm out of practice, dude. And so we just started rehearsing and man, like my fingers hurt. Chris, like, like, you know? I, I, I'll feel you, brother. I feel you. But no, it's a real thing, you know. And and like a, I, I did a couple of acoustic gigs. I recently, you know, kind of baby stepping all into this, right? And you know, we have a tour book, but it's like one third to one quarter the normal size tour of Canada, yeah. which just means longer fucking drives, right? Exactly. Oh man, I know. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's the, the kind of thing too. Yeah, like you know, it's been so like we've had so many like like wanting to do things, right? And and just everything getting canceled. I'm sure it's the same with you guys. Like you know, like we like we were supposed to do our 20th anniversary show in 2020, right? And so we're doing our 20 22nd anniversary show next year, right? <laughs> 22 <laughs> years, Jesus Christ! Bro. 22 years. You've been yeah. busy, man. Yeah, it's been well, you know, you know, I mean, you know, for, for the first, you know, for the first five years, it was just kind of learning how to be a band, right? It was, you know, kind of learning what to do, playing like, well, you know, playing the hall shows, playing the punk shows, right? Doing that, yeah, man. playing that scene and learning how to be in a band. And then, you know, and then things kind of slowly started rolling and we started writing songs and, and yeah. So yeah, it's been a while, dude. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I know what you mean though about like you know your fingers. I mean, it's a very physical thing. I, I play electric mostly, but you yeah. know, over COVID, I I picked up an acoustic. Obviously, I've played acoustic in my life, but not like full sets or anything like that. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not something I normally do. But man, I did the first set. I came out after my forearm was like aching. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like shit, oh, man. I haven't worked oh, that dude. in a while. Totally. Well, that's, you know, I was just, yeah, like I was, I just sat here and, like, and I, I was like, okay, I better practice. I got this gig coming up. So I was just sitting here and I, I ran through about 20 songs on the acoustic and it was just like, 
you know, and I've been, but I've been playing electric for weeks in, in the jam, right? But I was like, oh my God, this is killing me, you know? Like, <laughs> like, like totally, totally out of playing shape, you know? Like, yeah. Do you play a lot of acoustic in general? I do, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do all my writing on acoustic. Like, like basically everything I do, I, 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 like, I write everything on acoustic and I come up with almost everything there and then I transfer it over to electric and then kind of work it out that way, right? Because I, I that find makes sense, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I find I find it a lot a lot easier because then you know it, it, it's it's you've got to hear hear like hear, hear your voice and, and and the melody you're gonna sing over top of of an acoustic sound, and then you can kind of and then what you can do is you just just kind of expand on it with with a full band, right? But 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 I find personally that 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 it's good to it's good to have it have it stripped down, and and that's what the way I write anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like talking about songwriting. It's something I, you know, that kind of has been flowing through this show because, you know, being somebody that writes a lot of songs and like, I, I have a couple of different ways that they come about, you know, de depending on, on the situation. But it's really true what you say when there's something about when you're strumming an acoustic, you're actually feeling the vibration of the guitar as well. And the, mm -hmm. it's a bit, you know, fatter sound on an acoustic. So you hear it really yeah. well. So if you're working on vocals, though, it really does make a difference. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, that, that's the thing, like, like it's when you're jamming with a full band, especially, you know, like, like a ska band or like, or like us with horns and like, what you know, and I'm, I play pretty loud. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to really kind of focus in on your vocals and, and really kind of get them. But so if you do it on acoustic, like, there's no hiding it. You have to, you, you, you hear it. You, you hear if you're fucked up, right? Like, you, you hear Absolutely. If, 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 if you're hitting sour notes. So I find that a, a really good thing. And then just go back and forth between them, right? Yeah, for sure. It's so funny what to say about, you know, volume and, and stuff. When you play medium to smaller clubs too, it, it's weird, you know, they always start the sound check with, okay, let's get the kick drum going. This is tip, very typical, right? And the yeah, kick yeah, drum's yeah. going. All right, you get in the drum. Then the bass player will get in there. Bass player likes to be a bit loud in general because, you know, mm -hmm. so how, how it is and, and that's cool. Yeah. And it, it's sitting a bit on top of the kick in the mix. Then the horns want to really hear themselves. They have to hear all the notes. Your guitar yeah. is sitting in the mix. Maybe you put it in monitors or not. But the vocal is always the last thing. And then yeah. they realize really quickly that their monitor system is underpowered. So they yeah. can't even get the vocals on top of oh, the mix. Dude. Vocal like live, they're always inside the mix, you know, never on that, top. <laughs> that that's that's one of the worst things, man. And, and like, it, like when you're playing like, playing live, if you have like a couple of shows where you can't hear yourself, you're gonna blow your voice out so fast, right? Like especially um, with you know when you're not sleeping at night, it is on top uh, of that. Yeah, well, you, exactly, <laughs> man. You know, like you're 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 you're, 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 you're doing touring Canada. Like I mean, God, you're doing ten hour drives. You get three hours of sleep. It's you know you're already you're already at a disadvantage, right? So like <laughs> right. So if you can't hear yourself, it's brutal. That's what people don't realize too. Like a you know show after show, like a typical tour, not our baby step little COVID return tour. But like if yeah. you're doing thirty plus shows all in a line, it's the lack of sleep and driving that really you know affects your voice after a while, like way more than people realize. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fatigue's a huge thing, and and that you know, and I mean. I, like, I, I know like on the last couple of tours I did, like, like I, you know, and also, you know, I, I was like the last tour was, I, I was over 40, you know what I mean? And like, it was just <laughs> like, you, you need, you need more sleep. You like, you, it's you just crazy. Do, you know, like, and so it, it was just getting, yeah, it, it's, if, if you don't, if you don't sleep and if you don't have good monitors, like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, yeah. and it's not like you're going to sleep right after the show either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> never not, happens. Right? Speaking yeah. of which, cheers, brother. Cheers, my man. This good is the 40th you, episode.
40th episode. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I was just saying, yeah. like, right before you got on here, you know, you're somebody you get to celebrate with. It's been yeah, a man. while since we, you know, stayed up and late at night. That's the thing with COVID. I keep going to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, with, with school and stuff, like, I, it's funny because it's, it's like about seven o'clock. I've been in bed by like eight thirty, nine o'clock for the last year. And, and it's weird. It's the complete opposite of what my life was before. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's change of habits. It, it, it's really cool, but it, it's weird. Just getting out, you do those first shows even. I remember the first show we did come back. We've done five so far. Mm-hmm. And man, it was like even socially, because I kind of like you, you know, I had the whole <laughs> personal life thing, had to rebuild a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you go through that. So I've been living in the house alone for like, you know, a year. <laughs> and yeah, then you yeah. throw yourself into all your friends. You know, it's like, I love you all, but I'm just, you know, I, I, I need oh, to dude. acclimatize myself to this, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's okay. Like, like I, I mean, I just moved back to Edmonton, right? Like I've been living basically on and off for the last four years uh, like around around Calgary. And uh, I just moved back to Edmonton. And even even going out, like, I, I mean, you know, here we have we have the vaccine passports and everything now. So you can go eat all your vaccine. You can go to the bar and the gigs are starting again. But even like, you know, like, like I went out and it was just like, I, I, like I was living on a ranch alone for a year, right? Like around nobody and just being around people. I'm so awkward and I'm so weird. And I know it's me, probably. I know it's probably not them. It's probably me, right? Absolutely. But uh, you know what? Everybody's feeling the same way. So at the end of the day, it's all, it's all the same for everybody. But I mean, like, yeah. you're talking about getting away. I, I moved on the side of a mountain, and I yeah. saw pictures. I have an idea. Didn't you stay in a trailer for a while? I did, man. Yeah, well, that's, that's what it I It looked cool I, as hell. <laughs> well, we'll do. Yeah, it would change. So, well, I was trying, because I, I moved down to Calgary, like, last year to, do, to, to go to university. And, and basically what I did was like, I don't want to live in the city. I don't want to do this. So I, I bought a 30 foot fifth wheel and I put it on and, I, and I, I found a spot on this ranch and it was dirt cheap and it was absolutely beautiful. And I stayed there and I just, I winterized it and I lived in the thing like all year round. And it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was, it was exactly what I needed to kind of like, to kind of get, get my head back to, to where I am now and to kind of like figure out life and things like that. Cause yeah, every once in a while you just need to like, Take a step back, everything, right? A little reset, that's, man, that's to rebuild, you know? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's a few people that, that are living that, uh, you know, that moment. To, you know, some, some couples, even a good time to break up, will do it just COVID, <laughs> get out of the way, you know? Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. I don't know how cold. Some people don't realize how cold around Edmonton it is, though. Oh, and we're talking about staying in the trailer fucking in Edmonton. Oh, Oh, dude, no, dude, it was, it was, it was, my, okay, so, like, it was, it was minus 40 for, like, for, like, 10 days to two weeks, and it was, and, like, I think I burned through, like, I burned through, like, 30 pounds of propane a day, it was just wow. unbelievable, and so, you know, I, 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 I could see doing it on Vancouver Island, but I don't think I'd do it again <laughs> around here, man, it's cool here. <laughs> I, I saw the pictures, I'm like, man, that's cool, and then I'd, I'd, I'd look at a second more, and then be like, but Jesus Christ, it's cold. as poor fingers. still got to play that guitar next year, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't get frostbite. That's for sure. <laughs> right? Well, speaking of which, like, I don't know where to start because there's so many things I wanted to check in with you about. But mm-hmm. one is guitar playing itself. Just, like, not okay. just... Take, take yourself out of the band for a second. As yeah. a guitar player, Jan, you're such a pleasure to listen to. Just guitar oh, player, guitar you. player. I, I just listened to two of the albums on my drive home from work tonight. It's been a while, you know, as yeah. listened to Heads Are Gonna Roll. And the first album, uh, what was it called? But the first track on the first album, um, Asbestos or Asbestos something. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Asbestos and rock, and yeah. it's like, it, right away, I, I realized, because like, 
that was the first album out on there that I saw. You probably did yeah. stuff before that anyway. But the sound, one thing about you guys, it, it's very consistent. Yeah, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you guys have this sound and this whole thing. And right from that first song, the guitar riff starts in it. It's an instrument. Yeah. I'm like, right away, I like it. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Well, you know, but one thing I, I mean, I, I did kind of find my sound and like I, like I kind of, you know, and, and I mean, it's it's not my sound. Like, really, it's kind of it's kind of like you know, part Brian Setzer, part like you know, and then, and then part punk rock, right? Like, so you know, it, it's you know, and and then, and then surf guitar and things like that. So you know, there's there's basically echo mixed with reverb, and, and then you know, and then we you naturally overdrive the amp. That's what I do is I use a preamp to naturally overdrive the amp at, at a lower volume and things like that. And yeah, I mean, I kind of kind of found my niche, and you know. Uh, you know, guitar is weird. Like, like when I when I first when I when, okay when when Reagan Cowboys first started, I wasn't the I wasn't the singer. I was I was a guitar player, and we had because the, the original bass player was a guy named Mal Sudam, and he um when he moved away from Edmonton, he he left. He went went down to California, and he did a tour with the Meteors. He played on the first Meteors U.S. tour, and he plays in a band down there called Hayride to Hell. But he was the first singer of Reagan Cowboys. I had no idea. I, was, I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to be a guitar player. That's all I wanted, right? And then, but you know, as Tyler, and then so after he left, then I was like, okay, well, someone's got to sing. So I started singing, and then I kind of found my voice, right? Like it, it, it took it took a few years, but 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 you know, and then then I kind of figured out that I could actually sing, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, I wanted to be a guitar player, and then you know, as I started writing songs, and and also you know, and then watching watching people like Paul Pagat play and like. You know all these months i realized i'm okay like you know what I'm a, I'm a decent guitar player but like i'm not that i'm not like i'm not like i'm not like a wizard on the thing right and so i just decided to focus more on on songwriting right yeah and and that's kind of what what i got better at like i became a better songwriter i think than than, than anything else like i like you know I, i've got a pretty good voice i'm a pretty decent guitar player and, and and I can write pretty good songs. When you put them together, I've got something, right? You're pretty humble. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. No, but, man, but just like on the guitar, like guitar playing and guitar sound wise, like yeah. your solos are all freaking awesome. Do you have much of a country influence on it? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, country music is, is, is a huge part of what I do. Like it's, it's you know, like if you think about about the way rock and roll started, this country blues, right? Like country and blues mixed together, and so I I like all of that. Like I like all kinds of music, and, and but country is, is a massive part. Like like when I was when I was a kid, like my 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 uncle Bob would 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 sing all the old fifties country tunes, right? Right? Like he would you know at family parties and stuff like that. So I always love that stuff. And you know if you listen to like to one of our songs, uh, like, like Truth off the last record. It's a country song, basically, and, and like, yeah, you know, broken down in Montreal. That Oakland Road is a country game, right? And that's so, true, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, country, country is a huge part of it, and and like, and that's the one of the things, like, and especially like going through like like writing about breakups and stuff like that. You know, even though I'm playing kind of punk rock, it's basically I'm writing country music. <laughs> you know what I mean? now, now, watch how I led all this in. I talked about country stuff. Now, the question though, really is. Do you, do you find guitar uh, country guitar players are you know don't get the credit they deserve because there's so oh, many country man. players they just you know everybody's like punk or even play Jimi Hendrix style stuff mm -hmm. and then you hear some country players that just play it. I'm like I can't I can like Dude, you know oh, like you no, I, I'm like, very like, simple you know <laughs> the, the, the the country players down in Nashville are like are mind-bogglingly good like they're they're incredible and it's it's kind of like the musical Olympics down there. 
because the, you know they're all they're all they're all wanting gigs and, and it's it's just music music industry right and so like the players down there are mind-boggling like like what they can do like i just like it's just it's like it's like they're not they're playing a different instrument than i do right he's like how do you do that i don't know <laughs> you know and yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. crazy because i've never seen a country band where they don't have a good guitar player you know like we can talk yeah. rock and roll and all this stuff yeah, and yeah. you know you can be have style you can do in country music they're all fucking great guitar players they are man yeah it, it, it's one of those things like it's yeah there's there's one player you know it's especially really like his name's uh johnny highland and he uh he played on uh on on some of the hank three stuff on uh on straight to hell and just his playing is just is you know it's just so great and then also you know like, like paul bagat from cousin harley in vancouver He's a, he's a monster and he like he does you know rockabilly western swing and and country music and, and just his playing is fantastic man and there, there's you know you know what's crazy Vince Gill I don't know if you ever seen Vince Gill play guitar like that guy was a monster an absolute monster like just, just great. all those guys it, it's yeah. crazy it's something I'm realizing within this year even you, you know I don't know why but I've heard a, a bunch of country stuff where the guitar players and you're talking about Hank, Hank 3 there uh, on like Rebel Within in the whole middle section and the guitar mm. stuff like fuck me oh, man yeah. <laughs> yeah it's great man absolutely you know it's funny I, I've been you know that we're talking I've been listening I, I've been listening to a ton of uh, a ton of reggae lately like, like that's <laughs> that's basically that's basically what, what I spent really like the whole time the whole time on the ranch too I was just listening to Toots and Bum Early and and just like and like one of the things like uh, that I really was really getting into is like the solos in reggae are so cool, and they're they're basically using using the same the same the same major scales as, as country, right? But, yeah. but it's got such a different feel to it, and I I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's great. It, Every time somebody talks about Jamaica, because I, I go there, but it always makes me want to have a rum and coke. Oh, there you go. <laughs> when right I'm on. in Jamaica, that's what I drink, you know? Nice, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm, drink, I'm drinking Coors Light because I got, I got, I got classes tomorrow. So I'm hey, smart, to man. Here. Yeah, smart man. man. My, my friend just gave me a bottle of this El Dorado 12-year rum there. Let's try that. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad, man. <laughs> Wednesday so night, you? Saturday night. Wednesday night, Saturday night. There you go. Yeah, you know it's funny actually that you said that. This, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember the uh, the Edmonton punk band, the Wednesday Night Heroes. No, Wednesday night, no, I don't. Wednesday Night Heroes. They were they were a great punk band from here. They were they were they were pretty big here in uh, in the early two thousands. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. There was they they had this thing, the Wednesday Night Heroes, and it was all about and like you know they didn't really party a lot those guys, but like. But yeah, I, I've I've always had a thing for going out and drinking on a Wednesday night. <laughs> always. But it's funny you say that, like uh, you know, it's often even in pop music. I was thinking that old Cheryl Crow uh, Tuesday night music or or stuff yeah. on tour. I, I every night I call. I always say this little cliche of Happy Saturday to everybody, you know, because it's always yeah. Saturday when you're on tour. But yeah, yeah, there is something about routine every once in a while. That's kind of cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's totally like uh, I. I I kind of thrive on it, you know. That's kind of one thing. One thing that, that I'm learning about myself is like, you know, when I'm not on the road, it's good for me to have a routine, right? Because if I just come off like, if I just come off the road and I'm sitting around, I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? That's when all the bad shit happens. How long you know does it take I mean? you to transition after the road? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, absolutely. Uh, I'm so moving. inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> brother. Cheers, man. Yeah. You're gonna be out. You're gonna be out here in a couple of weeks, man. I can't believe it, man. My van's in the garage getting fixed right as we speak right now. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a smaller tour than normal because yeah. some shows got canceled because some venues got closed down. Oh, uh, like, yeah. like just within the last week, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm trying to plug a couple little holes in last second there. Yeah. But yeah, it, just the fact that we're doing it though. You know I mean? Oh, that's yeah. all it is at this point. It's the baby steps tour. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? Like, we were, so we have this, uh, this Vancouver show coming up. Uh, November sixth, but we were supposed to. That was supposed to be the start of like a like a ten a ten day run, right? And but all all the interior shows in BC, like like they all got they all got shut down. And it was just like, oh man, because I was really looking forward to it, like really like get back on the road and actually do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's driving yeah. me absolutely nuts, man. And, and you know, it, it's gonna be interesting i was it sounds funny but i was like this one show in oliver bc they're like oh can you send us a video or something so i just grabbed a little live kit and it's a huge crowd they're all going nuts and all this kind of thing then i was about to send that i'm like wait a minute that's not at all what is about to happen you know what i mean like we're gonna go into these places and you're gonna be hyped because you're playing and that's cool and stuff I don't yeah. know about you, but uh, well, we've shared stages before. You know what yeah. happens in the crowd, you know? Yeah, That's not sure. going to exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm wondering because, you know, I mean, I, I know that here in Alberta, like, they're full capacity shows. They're full capacity even, even shows. Smaller, even smaller in mid-venue shows? Um, I, like, I mean, we're doing the Starlight Room and, and they're, they're selling it to capacity, right? Okay, that's so, good to know, man. I, I'm yeah. happy about that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so that's that's here now in, in BC. I know, like, we're doing we're doing the uh, the show with the Real McKenzies at the Rickshaw, and as far as I know, that's still it's only only half capacity. Um. So uh, that's the thing. It's just it's so weird. It's so, and it might change any day, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And well, what I'm worried about is I want to play a show before, like, because what if it can't? What if it gets canceled? I'm like, I just want to like, come on, just give me one. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I do it. It's so true. Like in Montreal, all the like smaller venues are really pissed off uh, over the last two days because the Bell Center where the Canadians play, they just had a Ricky Martin concert there. Like 16,000 people, no masks. Everybody's jumping on top of each other and having a party, but they won't let a 100% capacity room happen. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's total bullshit, man. And, and you know what? And, and it's weird because lately, like, so that was kind of happening here or, or we thought it was going to happen. But, but I think, but I, I don't know, but thank God it didn't because, because they're having, they're having hockey games. They're having like, you know, all that stuff. Um, and they're, they're allowing gigs to go on, but you have to have, you have to have proof of that, of vaccination or all that stuff. And I think that's fine, man. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, I do as well. Yeah, man. If if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But you know, don't 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 come to the bar. Like, sorry. <laughs> what about musicians? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> because musicians... you know, there's staff and some musicians. You know, yeah. like uh, I I wonder about that a little bit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's personal personal preference. But I mean, also like that's a thing. Like, uh, basically, the, the way it is here is like like you got to be vaccinated. Like, like if you're gonna work in a venue, if you're uh, that's kind of from from what I'm getting, is you like, is, is that's what needs to happen, right? And I think yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, everybody's got their own opinions and things like that, but I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like if, if we want to get on with life a little bit. Well, get this party like, started, bitches! Exactly, man. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's been a shitty couple of years. Like, like, let's let's do something. You know? Fuck yeah, man! Tired yeah. of humping sheep. 
Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Get out of the country, Chris. That's right. <laughs> Are you still playing the Gretsch these days? I'm still playing the Gretsch, yeah, man. I got I got to get a new bridge put on it. Like so, I, we, we like it's weird. It's basically it's been in my parents' basement for two years. I haven't touched it. And I brought it out, and we were we started rehearsing, and I'm I'm just like I'm just noticing. I'm like, oh my god, like like from 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 like like the, the four years I was on the road, it's just like uh, it's just corroded and all this crap. So I need to get a new bridge. And it, it, it needs a little bit of work, but it's it's sounding good. One of the worst. Yeah, my, mine is, got all corroded too. Like the the volume pots and stuff are all kind of. Oh, okay, right oh totally, man. <laughs> but, but what what happened was actually a really terrible thing. It was my uh, last year, my uh, my pedal board got stolen out of the back of my truck, and so I got to replace my pedal board. And it's and there's like some stuff in there that like, like I, I use I use this this one pedal by um, uh, it, it's called Nocturne. They they they, they, they do these they, these preamp pedals, right? And, and like the first one he did was called the Brain Seltzer. To give you like, a sensor tone kind of thing, right? And so I had like the atomic brain, and like they're expensive, and he, and and he, and he kind of and he hand makes them, right? So I like like I got to I got to replace that, and I got to replace four other pedals, and I'm just like looking at it, and, and also like I haven't gigged in two years, and I'm just like looking at my bank, I'm like, oh my god, fuck, I, I feel, feel you. Yeah. yeah, man. Like on this tour, I'm gonna leave with maybe 500 bucks in my pocket, you know, and we'll have to drive like to Winnipeg to start. It looks like, <laughs> you yeah. know, like what? But, you know, it's just yeah. not normal right now. And oh, even, totally. you know, you're talking about the guitars sitting down for a while, not touching them. They get crowded. <laughs> the van. I went to move it. All four brakes are a bit jammed up. You know? <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. You know, I, I, I sold my van. We were we were gonna be uh, be rented. But buddy's got a good rental, so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that mode right now. I'm like. If I can get good good rental from buddies, that's kind of what I want to do. But I'll probably end up buying one sometime next year, I think. You know, because because the plan is, you know, we're looking to hit it pretty hard next year. Like we're, I'm just working on songs right now, and like we're just, like we just just last night we started rehearsing like two new songs. And right on. I've got, I've got like I got like a hundred recordings on my phone that I have to like pick apart and put together and that kind of thing. So yeah, <laughs> you know, release an album next summer and then. You know, Europe, Canada, hit it hard again. You know, to like hopefully, hopefully we can do it, right? Hey, I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just van. wrote like 14 songs for the next album. I swear, the whole theme of the uh, like their '59 Chevy. I'm ready to go. This yeah, song yeah, called yeah, the yeah. Best on the Road." I can see yeah, where my yeah. head was at. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here, man. man. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like uh, even I'm thinking, you know, okay, between band tours, do I do acoustic tours? Like I could live on the road for a year easily right now. I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know what you mean. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know what? Before before COVID happened, I was like, you know what? I could, I could do like a Reagan tour, then I could do an acoustic tour on a motorcycle. I'm like, imagine, imagine, imagine how much how like how you cut the cost so low. You know, Dude, no, I, I, no I got a good I got a good little car. You hop yeah. in it with me. We do yeah, a yeah. double solo tour between tours. I'm good to go, man. Let's go. Yeah, okay. I'm down, man. Let's do it. Let's talk to Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's call him up right now. <laughs> Matt, oh, we're man. drinking rum and we have the world figured out. <laughs> we yeah. need to be on the road. Great ideas here. That's ideas it, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Hey, speaking yeah, of the road, um, in Edmonton, the music scene, like in my opinion, Edmonton the, has you know, for the size of the city, has a very yeah. strong music scene. I think it yeah. always had. Um, it, you know, yeah, um, it, it, it's, Edmonton's Edmonton's always had a really amazing music scene. Like since, like, like since I since growing up, right? Like, like I mean, in 
and, and before my time, like it had, you know, SNFU in the eighties and Smalls and like all these bands, like in the funk scene. And, you know, like, like when I, when I started the band 20 years ago, like we were, you know, we were doing hall shows and there was just a really, really like, uh, it was really healthy. And there was all, there was all different kinds of bands and playing together, right? There'd be these hall shows where there'd be like a goth band, a ska band, a rockabilly band, and then a couple of punk bands. Right. And it was like, and, and and it was great, and it, it was it was awesome, and it's always been great. And and one thing is is the crowd in Edmonton is just is so into it now. Like the, the crowd in Edmonton gets wild, and, and it's awesome. Yeah. To all our beer drinking friends out in Edmonton. Oh, right? cheers, <laughs> Edmonton. That's what I'm missing. We'll see you next month. This one's beer. Yeah, man. Like I can't wait. We're probably gonna yeah. cross each other, eh? I was thinking yeah, about for sure. Yeah. Like, when when are you gonna be in Edmonton? We are going to be in Edmonton. Let me check my phone here. <laughs> it's funny you're talking about recording on your phone. I was talking with Dustin from Rude City Riot uh, okay, yeah, last yeah. week, and we're all doing the same thing. We're all recording into our, our phones when we're songwriting. Oh, yeah, now, right? <laughs> absolutely. Well, it, it makes so much sense. It's just like it's just right there. You know? November November second is Edmonton, and November third oh, Calgary. Nice. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> we're doing uh, we're we're heading out to Vancouver on the sixth at the at the rickshaw with the Mackenzies. And and that's a huge next... lineup. There's a whole story just with the those shows, though. That that's the Stomp anniversary show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Stomp 26th anniversary. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. Like we're doing we're doing that show, and it's it's a great like you know Doghouse Rose, Anti Queens, and it's gonna be amazing, right? And then uh, but uh, real sickies, but but the Edmonton the, the Edmonton show is is unbelievable because they've got it's almost like a festival because they added they had the praying saints, so it's like Plant Smashers, us, the real sickies. Anti Queens, Doghouse Rose. They added Fire Next Time, who just got back together, and uh, and and the Praying Saints, who just got back together. So it's going to yeah. be like this insane, insane show, and I'm I'm really excited. It is basically festival shows, and there's yeah. more coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. totally. yeah. We, we can't good, say man. more though. We're not allowed to say more. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're coming, man. Like I'm, I'm stoked. You know, and I, I can't wait to see Planet Smash so long since I've seen them play. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the last time I saw them was Czech Republic, 2019. Really? That's what you yeah. saw them over there? That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the uh, yeah, it was at the Mighty Sounds Festival. Yeah. Oh, that made yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it was good. But isn't isn't that cool? Like that that's what some people don't really get to like on Stomp with all, all our bands. We all talk and stuff like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. we're crisscrossing everywhere. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's yeah, like, we'll see each other like on the road, but it's not like it, it's like a like a constant, like we're we're always working together, right? And when we exactly. do it, 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 when we when we get to do that, it, it's a treat. It's fun, man. It's like it's like For special sure, because because yeah, you know, we're always going to do our own thing, right? I notice uh, on the Trans Canada sometimes you see a van coming the other way. Every time it's like you know a forty Conline coming the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, which van is that? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I know. So like, it's gonna be like one of those things, you know how like how like 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 motorcyclists they they always they always do like the. Like yeah, that. man. Got to be something for bands too. Maybe like throw cheeseburgers <laughs> at each other or something. That's like that. slingshots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, like you, you've been writing a bunch of songs, so mm-hmm. new new recordings coming, and and you want to hit yeah. the road. Sounds like the perfect fucking plan, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, that's just yeah. Like, and you know, it's like there's. So we were, we were going to try to release something for May and come on and do Pooza and do that. 
but I'm still a little like like but because I don't know things things got pushed back. I I had I was a little bit ill last month, so I kind of like lost a month of life. I just kind of you know I'm 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 better now. Everything's good, but it was uh, you know things are kind of slowed down. And with COVID, like I'm a little wary, so we're pushing everything back. And I think also like from what I heard, there's a vinyl shortage. Really, like, I haven't heard that one yet. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised though. There's a shortage of fucking everything, but you know what? Yeah, I know. Pushing it back, baby. But yeah, so, I get so that. I mean, yeah, so we're we're we're, gonna, we're looking to to release in the summer and and then start touring next like next summer and fall and then hit it really hard, right? Perfect. And yeah, totally. So you just you know, and also it's one of those things too. Like I, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to try to early because like I don't want it to get canceled yet. You know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm just sick of that, right? So, and there's one other element as well, though, because like before COVID, like our, our album wasn't very old before COVID hit, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was go- everything was going great. COVID hit, everything shut down. But you kind yeah. of lose an album there. Right. And I well, didn't like I, we delayed continuing recording a bit because I don't want it to come out before we're rocking to and lose another yeah. half, hour, you know, life uh, span on the well, album. Exactly. Right. Like, like we, we released uh we released Bloody But Unbroken, I guess, like at the end of 2019. And we didn't even get to tour. We didn't really get to tour for it, right? And that's- That's and, a and fucking that shame. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it's, and it's like, you know, and I'm pretty, I'm really proud of that record. And yeah, like we really didn't get to tour for it. And that's, that's what sucks it is like, we had this album that, that was great and it was, and we really didn't get to push it and, and show it to people. So, so I'm hoping like, we can get out a little bit over, you know, like do some stuff, do Western Canada, you know, kind of in the spring a little bit, you know, do do some do some one-off shows here and there, and then when the summer comes, like release a new record and just hit it really hard, you know. Yeah, no, that that's it. But it sucks, like you say. I mean, you put out a fucking great album and, and you didn't get to get to get behind it, you know. And exactly. plus, there's all kinds of new albums. Like everybody made an album during COVID or started an album during COVID, so yeah. they're all coming out. You have no choice. It's exactly. you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's right. Right. It, it's going to be, I mean, next year is going to be, be a big year. And also, you know, like, like looking at, looking at all, all, all the festival dates over in Europe and stuff, it's like basically what they did is that they just took the 2020 lineup and just, that was 2022, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so well, well, wanting to book that kind of stuff is a little bit difficult, but. I first see see shows, though, with uh, more bands in them even because, like, there's so many bands that are going to be, like, everybody's waiting to play right now. Some have started slowly and some are still waiting and, you know, it's all starting. But there's only X amount of venues and X amount of bands, right? So I think there's going to be larger lineups uh, per night. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. More more, more festival style, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be good, you know. What I'm kind of wondering, you know, is, like, 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 are people going to, you know, people, you know, because... You know, all, all over Facebook, everybody's like, "Oh, we miss live music so much. We miss it, right?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm like, okay, like, are you really gonna show up, now? dude?" <laughs> like <laughs> our, our first show, it was, I'm not gonna say where, okay, but it wasn't yeah. in a major city. Actually, our first two shows, they weren't in major cities, but they were in Quebec. It was as if COVID never existed. The place was packed to the tits. People are crowd right. surfing from the from the first yeah, beat. It's what it is. I mean, and yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, that one good. point somebody's yeah. like you want to say something I'm like that you have your job do i got my job to do you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly that's right yeah yeah for sure man no yeah so we'll see what happens it, it's just it's just been a weird weird couple years man and you know I, i'm i'm just hoping that like next year is way way better than this year dude 
this is one thing I'll pretty much guarantee it's going to get a lot better, brother. You know, yeah, we have a lot in common over the last year and a half, you know, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's yeah. going to get better. It's gotta. Hey, speaking <laughs> about, uh, yeah, fucking, hey, speaking about the uh, Edmonton bands and SNFU, um, you know, obviously, uh, Chai Pig passed away, Ken, right? Mm-hmm. And but didn't, didn't you go on tour with him, uh, like one of their last tour or something like that? Uh, I did, yeah. Well, in 2016, I did, um, I, I tour managed their. Yeah, their, their their Canadian tour that year, and okay. uh, yeah, it was it, it was ama- it was amazing. I mean, it was it was a pretty awesome experience, and I, I got to know Ken really well, and and all the guys, you know, Dave and Randy, and all those guys, and got to know them well. And I mean, like SNFU was one of the reasons I do what I do. Like they're one of my biggest influences ever in life, right? Like I I, I went and saw I saw SNFU when I was twelve at uh, at the Dinwiddie Lounge on on campus at, at the U of A, and. Like it just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, like, like my first two shows, my first show was ACDC, and then like a year later, I, I saw SNFU, and, and totally you different. started it off well. Yeah, and <laughs> my first was Duran like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I mean SNFU was like they were a phenomenon, and and it was so it was like an honor for me to do it, right? And, and you know, and then through that, like I got to know these guys and became friends with them, and like, and yeah, it was it's just been it was it was a great great experience. It was grueling though, dude. That was like. That was that was oh my god! That was Thirty-eight shows across Canada. But there's one cool thing. It's like what we said at the start of the episode. The more shows there are, the drives aren't as long. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you'd think so, but <laughs> but Canada's too fucking big. <laughs> Canada's too big, man. That's, that's it's funny because I, I like I remember touring in Europe and like I, like you know people being like I remember there was this one band I can't I can't remember the name. But they're like, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they're like, they're like, my band won't drive any, any, like, any more than four hours in a day. And I'm like, what? I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, up, I'm like that's going to Calgary. That's like the closest, that's the, like the closest drive in Canada. Our buddies right? in England in the faintest idea, they're like, that too. well, it's a bit of a drive tomorrow, boys. And it was like three and a half hours. I'm like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my little wake up morning drive when I'm still, yeah, you know, totally. my one eyed open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, that's, you know, you're having coffee coffee and like you're oh totally like oh man so uh fuck yeah man hey what got you um what was behind getting the horns in your in your band because you know how like a lot of psychobilly bands are are simple like three pieces you know a guitar uh bass and drum i thought it was so cool the way you guys incorporated the horns into the band as well you know but uh was there something that brought that on well we we, we, after we did our first record like like, which you know we we did our first record uh underworld boogie and it was we were a three-piece Rockabilly band, psychobilly band, and, you know, and it was kind of one of those things where, like, we just kind of came, like, we came to the realization that, like, you know what, there's, there's a million, like, there's a ton of, of, of three-piece rockabilly bands, right? And we want to do so, we wanted to do something different and be different and be, be unique and, and do something original, right? And mm-hmm. so it was just one of those things where, you know, we, we kind of were like, yeah, like, like, like I mean. What more can we do? Like, like are, are we going to be as good as a straight casting? No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Are we going to be as good as Red Horn Heat? No. So what can we do? And, you know, uh, I remember I was, I was drinking at, uh, at the Blues on White, which is, which is a blues bar here in Edmonton. I was drinking there with, with Four Finger Mike, who's, uh, yeah, who's an original trumpet player. And he's, so Four Finger Mike was in, uh, and still is, in the Mad Bomber Society. Ska band mm-hmm. from Edmonton. Amazing band. Love them. So yeah, he and I, you know, we were we were getting we were getting drunk at the commercial and we were talking and we were just like, okay, you gotta come play, right? And um, 
so that's kind of how it started. And then and then we got together and we jammed. And it was like we just we jammed some of our tunes and they played horns to it. And I was like, wow, man, that's that's something else. Right? That's something just opened different. up that door, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was just like, holy shit, that's something else, right? Yeah. So and then after that, and then that's where also kind of kind of like like my songwriting kind of changed too. When we remember I said I was really, really guitar focused when I was when I was younger, mm-hmm. right? But with the the addition of the horns, it was like okay, like I don't have to worry about doing doing so much. I, I can focus on the song and the melody and things like that, and I can have like these horns come in and do all this shit. And, you know what I mean? Put, put, put Absolutely. All this stuff in. Put all put all the, all this filler in where, and I, I don't have to do it, do it myself, right? So you know, it, it was it, it really it really made made a big change in the band and made it a change in the sound of the play. Well, and would would you agree that also live when you're playing live, if you're in a lineup with three other Psycho Billy bands, that might be three mm-hmm. or four play members in it. But live, yeah. also you have Johnny walking off on the speakers on one end, you yeah, know, Zach's yeah. over on the other, <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. humping away, and you know, it's just it brings no, a whole absolutely. other level. Of well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it puts us in it, it puts us somewhere else, right? It's like if there, and that's the thing is like if there, if there's if, yeah, if you're doing like Psycho Billy Bill. And you're you're a band with a horn section, like you're going to stand out from all of that, right? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially yeah. with your boys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Johnny and Zach, they're they're one of a kind. You know, like you can't. They're, they're like their showmanship and 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 their their talent is pretty pretty incredible. You know. Absolutely love them. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, to wrap this up, since you know the, I've been doing this lately, it's a, we're all musicians and stuff. And one of the things that we do share is music that may have affected us or that we like. So what I'm asking mm-hmm. everybody is to name five albums that you think everybody should listen to at least once in their life. Mm. What you got? Five albums, hey? Yeah, I do um, albums. Okay, two to the Tall's, Funky Kingston. Yeah, man. And uh, I would say Appetite for Destruction, Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Um, polecats are go. Polecats. Polecats are go. That that is an incredible album. I will um, listen to it tomorrow. Is that, is that is that three? That's um, three. I would also say. Uh, uh, in sickness and in health by uh, Demented Argo. All right, yeah, yeah. I've, and, I've heard them um, in passing. And let's see, what else? I would say you can make the last one a guilty pleasure. Like if you're in a car and you know nobody's around to look at you, one thing you jam into the car's greatest hits. The, the car's, car's greatest, yes. The car's Rick greatest hits, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Great songwriter. Speaking of songwriting, oh, right? dude, phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, Jan, say yeah. hi to all your lovely boys for me. I will. And we'll see you out west, my brother. Absolutely. We'll see you next month. It's really good talking to you, buddy. Take care. Hell yeah, man. Love you. Cheers. Good night. Cheers. Night. Boom! Came and don't know shit. I might not know shit, but I know enough. I might not know shit, but I know enough. You might go.